This is the MG Car Club podcast. On this episode, we explore the values that the MG Car Club must have in order to succeed in the future. The MG Car Club podcast. On this episode of the MG Car Club podcast, we have a very important subject, particularly important if you're a member of the MG Car Club already, but really important if you're yet to join us because it'll give us an insight into the culture and to the future that we can expect from the MG Car Club as we pull together and create a passionate car club that gives people the enjoyment, the experience out of owning an MG and also, of course, preserves our future and ensures that we're able to enjoy our our past, our heritage. And that word's going to be increasingly important as we go through this episode of the MG Car Club podcast. And also ensure that we're able to share that heritage with others long into the future. So in essence, what we're talking about here is a future structure of values under which we want the MG Car Club to operate. It's to capture a deeper understanding of our prominent and very well-known club strapline, the mark of friendship. So today, joining us on the podcast, we have John Day, the MG Car Club president, of course, and no stranger to the MG Car Club podcast. We've got Rob Constant, chairman of the Vintage Register, and Kieran Reid, chairman of the exciting, forward-looking, the future we call them. They are, of course, the Young Members Branch. And he'll be chatting about how these translate into the young members and those new to MG Car Club that we're meeting along the way. So we have three generations of MG enthusiasts with us. It's an intriguing subject we are talking of course about the launch of the mg car club's new value structure so to introduce us to the history then let me introduce you to rob constant uh rob this is uh, something that's been very important to the future it's going to be something that's going to be increasingly important as we find our way through the future so let's start though by taking it to the past and the heritage and the history behind how you came up to this project yeah, no problem, mind. Um, yes, heritage rather is the magic word here. It's really trying to encapsulate the original intentions which led to the formation of the club. Um, and who better than to quote Cecil Kimber in actually tracking back to what that was all about. Um, back in May 1933, Kimber wrote a, an open letter to the MG magazine, which is the forerunner of Safety Fast. Uh, and if I can just dip into that and uh, relay what, the, uh, the gentleman said. So um, he said, the editor has asked me to write a few words of welcome to you. In short, our object is to provide a journal to knit together still closer than many friends the production of MG Cars has created, both for me personally and for those connected with their making, their sale and their use. Hovering over a few of uh, Kimber's words there, knit together still closer the many friends the production of MG Cars has created. And we, we feel that this is still the number of things. It's as true today as it was then. And understanding our roots as a club as we go forward is of real importance. We have a, a massively changing world, but within it, some things about MG should and do remain as they always were. If you look through the different uh, eras of MG, from the Oxford era Abingdon era, Longbridge, now the post-Longbridge era, we have a wonderfully diverse club with lots of interesting stories, lots of colour, lots of exciting experiences and opportunities to enjoy cars, but more than that, friendships. And within all that diversity, 
we feel that there is a, a golden thread, a common thread that runs through it. And uh, during lockdown, we, we we got together as an across club working group uh, and started to unpack actually what the mark of friendship stands for, what's actually underneath that well-known strap line that we, we promote the club through. Um, we went through lots and lots of uh, words that were good adjectives of, of club life. Uh, and But we kept finding that the word heritage kept coming back. And through doing that, and, you know, obviously the part of the club's characteristics is that it's the original MG club that grew with factory support. It has its origins with... Um, in 1930 with that first band of enthusiasts who were enjoying uh, grassroots motorsport, lots of trials with the M-Type in the, in the 1880s and so forth. And we, uh, we, we started looking at that, that word heritage. And from within the, the Across Club Working Group, the, now known as the Values Team, the idea came to actually use the different letters of heritage to start explaining what that golden thread is through the club and um so the, the first letter of heritage h uh, stands for helpful the, there's some amazingly uh helpful and um well-informed and experienced people within the club that are on hand to offer all sorts of help and advice um Generously, sometimes they can find that elusive part. They can put you in the right direction to get that part. That they, they know how to set up these cars so that you can get the very best out of ownership. And we we went through heritage using each of the different letters just to try and express what the common um, uh, values values of the club are. Whether you are part of the the vintage register, the triple M register. The MGB register, it really does not matter. It is these common, common uh, values that, without thinking about it, we all share. I think it's true to say, Rob, isn't it, that over the past two years in particular, car clubs have, they've had challenging times, not just the clubs, actually, but the whole classic car world, as we get to grips with the, the changing world the ever increasing pressures uh, from an environmental point of view but also from a, a societal point of view where people have less time there are different needs that people are coming to the car clubs with and there are a set of I guess new audiences and new demographics to use that kind of marketing phrase but segments of of MG uh, ownership and, and new people coming into the hobby that are looking for an entirely different experience to perhaps um, the experience that we've taken for granted in the past and with all as car clubs no matter who we're talking about and we're talking about the MG car club we've got to not only embrace the future but somehow to make sure that everyone in their different aspects of interest and you covered all those different eras there that the mg car club has to cater for and all of those different interest groups that's the challenge that is in front of car clubs and a set of values like this that explains how a car club is going to operate in a kind of moral sense is what's important to lay out our stall if you like for the future isn't it uh, absolutely true i mean uh, we have a very changing picture against the uh, the backdrop of, of the club. I mean, uh, you, you're quite right. People's interests are different. There's so much online. Um, you, you know, people are spending an awful lot of time actually researching online and finding this information and that information. But what you can't find online 
it's real good old-fashioned friendship and the exciting experiences of actually getting out and using the cars uh, and the, the guidance um, of being around people. Who, If you're a new owner to, a, to an MG, people who have had them for a while, they can give you a, a much greater insight than will ever be found on YouTube or on uh, Facebook and so forth because it, it's doing it. It's li living the experience of ownership. And um, we're really keen that that friendship element is uh, first and foremost within the MG Car Club and, and that everybody appreciates that, that that's the case and taps into all those wonderful um, experienced souls that are out there uh, and the generosity of their information and their time and so forth. And um, I just think that, you know, we, we all spend so much time behind a screen but the very best things in life you 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 won't find uh, online or 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 staring at a, a you know a rectangular glass object in front of you, um, and I, I think that the the club has a, a a key role really in ensuring that the experiential side of our hobby, rather than being museum pieces and collecting dust or, or being you know historical projects, technical project, that that, that ensuring that they're used and enjoyed collectively. Um, I think that's incredibly important. Um, and, and also, I mean, you, you mentioned it, the, the sort of lifestyle experience of ownership. I mean, we, we have to uh, express just how much is available through membership of the club. I mean, whether it's racing, which we're well known for, but grassroots motorsport like auto solos and uh, auto tests, you know, MG Live, both of those opportunities for grassroots motorsport is on offer. Um, or perhaps it, it's um, concours or, or pride of ownership or, or, or simply touring and enjoying uh, um, trips around beautiful scenery to fantastic places in like-minded company and and, it, and it's really that friendship essence that we we, we need to express uh, and in uh, presenting a set of values for the club we all gather around absolutely well we're going to go into more detail into exactly what these values are and also the work that went into coming up with this list and its meanings. But Kieran, I want to bring you in here because we've already talked about the different demographics in terms of different ownership of cars from different eras. But of course, as a chairman of the Young Members Branch, you know only too well the, some of the generational differences that we have to face as a club, don't you? Of course, yeah. I mean, throughout the years of us being a branch, we've kind of mixed in as much as we can with different generations because we feel that in order for us to gain the reputation of, you know, carrying the club on into the future, we really need that experience and we really need that support from the older generation who money can't buy the experience, you know. it's It's been there for years and for us to, I mean, when we do our NASAs, for example, we'll invite everyone and it's so nice for, you know, whatever car turns up, whether that be a T-type or a B or a C or whatever turns up, it's so nice for different people of different generations to just come, teach us about the cars, show us around them. And for us, that's just gold. And we would, we would not be in a position where we are today within the young members if it wasn't for the older generation coming in. So definitely, and it's lovely to see that everyone's willing to help us. And going back to the whole mark of friendship side of it, that's, like I said, money can't buy that. And that's what we're finding where 
it's helping the younger generation get into these cars because to be honest if one thing would put people off i think it's the support base out there if it wasn't there and if no support was there at all for the cars then i don't think the younger generation will get into it but we're in a position within the mg car club where we've got that support we've got that knowledge base and people just carry it on and then for the younger generation to come in it's fantastic so definitely it's lovely to see us you know in different demographics of different um age eras and you and i kieran we've both sort of been around this uh, most of our growing up years and certainly those regular to the podcast will know that i've just grown up in the classic car world and have been around mgs and other marks all my life and we can kind of take it for granted really that clubs are there and this is how they operate and these are the type of people that you meet but for those that haven't had our grounding and our upbringing i think it's fair to say clubs can seem quite intimidating from the outside can't they and this set of values looks to soften that a little I think it does definitely. I think the one thing that people would say, I mean, the unfortunate thing is the society that we live in today, I think, especially with even people younger than myself, you know, you're talking 18 and under, people feel that they need to kind of fit in within a certain environment. And I think if you was to join the car club, that's what we're trying to say with, you know, the E of it. I mean, that brings us on to the E, equality. We're all equal, regardless of what background you come from, from what age you are, what car you own, regardless of all that you're accepted. And I think like you were saying, just Wayne, how people would probably be put off sometimes that I think is something that would be in people's minds to think, you know, if I was to join a car club, would I be accepted? Would I feel, you know, I'm the same as everyone else? And definitely, I think there is some sort of fear there in some people, but which is understandable. But I mean, within, like I was saying in the car club, we're all equal regardless of what you do and what you own and you know regardless of what background you come from definitely i think that kind of pushes away that whole misconception of that fear and so i think definitely the car club helps to kind of promote and stray away from that in a way so definitely i do agree well to misuse an orwell quote uh, we're all equal but some of us have more rust than others uh, <laughs> i fall into the rusty category i have to admit <laughs> um, john you've seen the mg car club change over so many years haven't you you've you've been there a long long time around the club uh, i guess at some point to put together a document as we have done and, and a set of values and communicate them in the way that we are now doing uh, would have just been unthinkable and probably not required because the the audience was fairly narrow once upon a time. It's getting broader and broader, of course, as the years go on and more MGs are added to the, the story and history. So how does this fit in with how you've seen the MG Car Club develop over the years? I think it's uh, a point in time where... Fortunately, the right people have looked at it and seen, yes, this is where we're going, not going wrong, but where we could make, make our club so much more open to anybody. And, and I think it's, the timing is perfect on it because you're quite right, Wayne, that the, if you go back a number of years, um, most meetings were the same people turning up and, and it all, all that the meeting meant was just, just a, a load of lads getting together and enjoying their cars and swapping a few bits and so on. But things have moved on massively, not least in the technology of the cars that we now in, uh, are included in our portfolio of cars. We've got the latest ones with every possible electronic gadget on it, which would have been <laughs> totally unthinkable in, in my early days of, uh, of dealing with MGs. So I think the what Kieran said really struck home with me as he was saying it, that, you know, we have to be 
mindful of the fact that the world is changing rapidly and if we're going to be relevant to everybody and we want to be relevant to everybody we want everybody to have the same warm feeling that my, my generation and my friends had when we joined the club uh we want to extend that out to everybody and that i think to stop like we have and think about it it's glib to say mark a friendship but this has been looked into in great detail what exactly do we mean by that and the set of values very uh, concisely and precisely sets out what we're trying to be as a club to all members so yes i as you can probably gather i'm extremely uh, pleased that this is this is this work has started and we're now going to launch it and i i have very high hopes that it will be the a changing point, a watershed point in the club and the way it's seen by existing members and all those members that are wondering whether they should join us or not. Listening to Kieran, I can I can actually identify with what he said. You know, when you see a lot of people all getting together and all enjoying themselves and you think, I would like to join, it is actually quite intimidating. You you know, you think you might be intruding if you if you <laughs> but if it, unfortunately, that's how it is. But w if the values do nothing else but to break down that barrier, and, and you know, we're actually saying to people, come and join us. We're, all, you know, we're inclusive. We're everybody's equal, if, and we mean it. Then that barrier just will no longer exist. So from that, but alone is a, a superb reason for doing what we're what we're doing here. Absolutely. Well, let's look at exactly what was done to get us to where we are now. So what we have here is the word heritage. And if you take each of those letters of the word heritage, you end up with a set of values under the following headings. Helpful, equality, respectful, inclusive, transparent, accountable, engaging and enthusiasm. So, Rob, take us through the process then. And I know it's been a long one of how you ended up with those headings and some of the values then that fall underneath them? This started really from a chat with, with John, who um, thought that there might be something in this and suggested that um, I put it to the, the exec, um, you know, the MG Car Club board. And uh, gratefully, they saw that there was something in this. And um, what, what, what happened was we, we reached out across the club. This was a, a cross-club working group that was brought together. And none of us came with our, our particular roles or, or job titles, if you like, from within the club. We each came as one member with an insight to share. And that was really refreshing because it was across the whole uh, centre register branch structure, the CRB structure. So we had different people from different parts of the club all coming together to consider what the values of the, of the club uh, are and best reflect the, the mark of friendship um we had uh, happily uh, dave tynan you know the club chairman uh peter cook uh, and uh, lorraine noble thompson but sitting with us um over quite a number of meetings uh, online meetings um but minus their their role as uh, as directors um noel linford who obviously is well known for um you know grassroots motorsport california cup and auto service and so forth um and register representation you know like myself really and um so that was really refreshing that people across the club, rather than being in their part, their favoured part of the club experience, all working together for the good of the overall MG Car Club. 
and um and that helped make sure that what we were doing was representative um and i think with the word heritage and with where the mg name and the octagon came from you know going back um you know to to kimber you know the the, the transformation out of uh, modified morris's into a, a mark of its own right the key point here is that we all take our roots from absolutely the same place it, it, it doesn't matter what car we have and often in, uh, through club experience um, people will, will start with one car and then they'll they'll make their way through a few cars and then they kind of gravitate to something that value has a, as a, a part to play in this but something that they've really dreamed of and um, you know one of the things that we are really keen to express is that we have to think about succession. We have to think about succession of owners. You know, where are the earlier cars owners coming from? Who is going to take them on? Who is going to understand how to look after them, how to enjoy them best? If we don't have a, a very open and inclusive view of, of how we um, present the cars, demonstrate the cars, share the enjoyment of them with, with people who, with a little bit of kindling, could be that future owner. Um, and when at a meeting we have uh, the, the youngest member with the most modestly priced car roll up, we have to uh, appreciate having the front of our minds that they're the future of the club because over time there's no knowing where they could end up. They, they may be a future K3 magnet owner, you know, the epitome of MG's racing success or uh, a fantastic centre chairman who, who just has that perfect knack of, of gathering people together socially to put on brilliant events and, and, and you know, creating that, that camaraderie, which really is the, at the heart of all things good where, when clubs of any type are, are, are working. Or indeed, you know, a club president, because when John started uh, his uh, journey with, with the MG Car Club, he arrived as a new member once and he must have met people who gave him the time of day, gave him that um, um, nudge and that that sort of um, support that really kindles enthusiasm and sets people off on a journey. And I think we, we have two very, very key challenges that uh, are, are out there right now. One is climate change, and we have to uh, recognise that we have to be organised and part of the wider classic motoring scene in presenting our borrowing it from the FBHVC, which I know you know well, Wayne, the, the moving heritage theme, that, that we are reflecting our past, but in a, a proportionate way when it comes to you know envir environmental considerations. But in order for us to meet that challenge, we have to have a succession plan. And uh, rather than um, uh, clubs of any type struggling for, for committee members and volunteers and, and seeming a bit dusty and a bit sort of uh, less relevant to, to the younger generation, we must be much, much more open as a fraternity of uh, old car clubs in order to draw people in, to give that future to uh, the cars, to the club uh, and actually to address one of the problems, I think, with, with modern life is that mentioned it just earlier we're stuck behind a screen so much it can be quite a lonely world and there is a a, a real uh, depth of value of experience and a friendship and what better medium you know harnessed in the right way than through a club it's funny you know i write a lot about my experiences 
with classic cars in magazines. I talk a lot about it on shows like this, on podcasts that I present. And I often get asked, God, you know, how how do you get involved with all these amazing things? You know, you must know the right people to get on these tours, rallies across Europe, um, doing these amazing historic trials through all sorts of amazing countryside, going to these posh dinners and uh, going and standing in a muddy field and marshalling cars and having all this fun, this life that you seem to lead. And I say, no, I don't have any of these uh, special insights. I'm not from any sort of special breeding. I just joined a car club. And that is the honest truth. If you want to experience the best of the classic car world, if you want to enhance your experience of whatever car you're passionate about, but let's hope it's an MG because here you are joining us, then you have to get involved with a car club because it will bring you an ability to enjoy your passion and enjoy the car that you pour so much time and love and money into in a way that you simply couldn't do on your own. And I think that ties nicely with your experience of the club through all those years, John, doesn't it? Yes, it certainly does. I I was just reflecting that uh, when my first old car was a 1932 F-Type Magna, I knew very little about it. It needed a total restoration. I put an an advert in the um, safety fast for spares for this car and from that came friendships uh, people that ringing up saying could they help which led to advice and i've got friends from those days 30 odd years ago where that are still very close friends today uh, through just through us all being in the mg car club so it's exactly what you're saying wayne uh, you join the club and uh, but it's what happens then with the interaction with all the people that makes it such a wonderful and memorable thing if it's working at its best absolutely rob you raised a good point as well that you know a young member of today who might rock up in a an ev or an mg3 or an mgf or whatever it might be could be a chairman or a club president of the future and i often at this point draw parallels between what cecil kimber did with mg and the whole reason he founded the company and what's happening in mg today and there are some really strong historical parallels uh, to draw and if you look on social media you'll see the conversations the debates and the battles about chinese mgs as some people call them well think about this for a moment when cecil kimber launched mg the whole driver behind it, his vision was that he would create a sports car that was accessible to the people. It was democratising the sports car for the masses, making something that was really only affordable for the highest of the high elite, actually something that normal folk could enjoy, could access and could get involved in motorsport with. And if you draw parallels to how MG is today and how the electric vehicle revolution is developing, most of the electric vehicles that are, let's face it, actually usable day to day are premium brands. They are Teslas, they're Jaguars, they are cars that are 50, 60, 70 grand out the showroom. But MG have come along, and one of the reasons why they're one of the few growing brands in the UK when it this is a really tough time if you're making cars by the way you know it's a really uh, a, a horrible time to be a car manufacturer for everyone unless your name's mg in the uk and they're growing they're expanding and they're doing well purely because they are just as kimber did 
with those sports cars in the 20s and 30s democratising now the electric vehicle, making it accessible to normal people. The thing is, while they're doing that, they are creating, as you described, Robin, what I call the gateway drug. It brings people into the MG (laughs) brand, introduces them to this thing that they start to enjoy, and then they discover a whole world of T-types, MGBs, MGAs, MGFs, and everything else that we all know and take for granted, but that a lot of people have never come across in their life. And, And that's the exciting part of this. Do you see that gateway drug actually operating in in practice, Kieran, with the Young Members Branch? 100%. I mean, we get some members coming in. I mean, we've had some over the past few weeks where they're having, like, the MG3 is a very popular car at the moment with the younger generation. And through that, I mean, they don't – some people don't even realise the background of the whole brand. So they may have this MG3 that they've maybe just considered as a normal daily car. Then they've joined the car club wanting to know, A, more about the brand and B – what support they can get with the car and they've come in not realizing the whole history behind the brand and when they get into it that opens up a whole new gateway for them to think oh wow you know not only have i got this car that's got so much history behind the brand and the badge but it opens up so much gateways of what they can discover what they can do with the car and i think really that the new mgs especially like the hs's and the threes and even the sixes things like that they really open up and they're such a great way for people to get into the brand. And like you said, Wayne, you know, they're really doing well for themselves in the market and they're a nice, affordable way to kind of get into the brand and to get to know more about, about the history of it. So really, I think the the modern MGs are really important for the club, to be honest. And then that opens up a gateway, like I said, then for them to get into the classic side of it, if they may wanting to invest in, you know, like a B or a TF or an F or something, it really gets them involved and with like what you were saying earlier about the whole world changing and evolving in a way, these electric cars, they will take over. And I think, you know, it's such an important thing that we recognise what they're doing for the planet and they are helping the planet in a way. And so really, I think the modern MGs are quite important for the younger, younger members to get into the brand and really find out more about where it came from. Absolutely. Well, it is, of course, an example of... Something that, and and trust me, I I do know this from experience, as Rob alluded to, I am communications director for the Federation of British Historic Vehicle Clubs. I have contacts with over 500 clubs through that role, and I also work with other clubs in in our sphere as well. And the thing that we are so lucky to have with MG is cars still in production. And some clubs, some marks, would just, they I mean, they'd give their eye teeth for that. They really would, because that is what... Um, is the challenge for some other clubs. Their challenge is no one knows what these cars are anymore. They've kind of been consigned to history. We are so lucky with the MG brand that it's still here and that it's constantly supplying us with fresh interest and new audiences to go and get excited with and give deliver new experiences and, and lifestyles to. And, and that's that's the great fun that we have within the MG Car Club. And and fun's the word. And coming back to you, Rob, you you know, you mentioned how these sets of values came together. A lot of car clubs out there, they'll have like a code of conduct. And already, I mean, just as I say the phrase, I'm yawning and think, God, rules boring. Um, Car clubs are fun, aren't they? This is what we do for fun. This is supposed to be a release from work and rules and all that kind of stuff. So values is a far more accessible and friendly way of putting across basically how we all want to be to each other. 
I completely agree. I mean, um, we work so hard during the day job that we don't want to be bored to death by rules and regulations to the nth degree. But they're, they're like guide rails, really, just um, something to keep us on track, something to uh, gather around. I mean, we all take our roots from the same place you know from that octagon with that heritage uh, and having that broader view about how we go forward for the future as uh, you, you mentioned uh, Wayne and, and Kieran sort of testified really that having that living brand that we can uh, welcome and draw people in from because the world is a changing and if we want to be around uh, for the next uh, 90 years as a club or you know or the, the mark for another hundred years as it will be next year um, it's got to evolve uh, and the point about history kind of repeating itself I mean you go back to the time when Kimber was first starting to get uh, get going with the, the concept of an affordable sports car you know sort of springing off of the Morris um, you know uh, part spin in a way um, it was a time of economic upheaval you know and there was a big societal change going on and uh, companies uh, have to evolve and they have to change and we've got some very specific challenges as we've said that are going on right now and the current era of MG is alive and well and a part of that and uh, you know it, it's been a, a well well respected and well-known British brand but in our global uh, market world that we, we have uh, the, the way things have gone it's quite inevitable that it's in a, uh, the hands of, a, of, a, of another country now it's just how the motor industry has gone along and we, we know why that is it, you know it's cost of labour and the, the way um, it has spread from the you know the developed centres and developed countries of the world into the developed countries and, and you know I, I think there's something completely um, uh, what's the word inevitable that that was going to happen but we have this wonderful opportunity um, that it is a living living brand and because of that uh, just curiosity of, of what that octagon stands for and where it came from if we can harness that, what a wonderful growth um, opportunity for, for the MG Car Club. What a wonderful re renewal of people, renewal of ideas, of energy and enthusiasm, succession for for ownership of you know earlier cars. And, and we've, we have this wave effect of people that can come through the club and keep it alive and, uh, and healthy. And, um, you know, the, the, the values going through that kind of process, ensuring that we are uh, as uh, welcoming and warm and friendly and accommodating, all those kind of key things that makes a new member, whatever the car they first appear with, be it um, their first dip of the toe into classic motoring with an MGB or, or, or through an MG3 route as a, as a, as a you know, a mod. MG owner um, that we're, we're, we're receptive and uh, and and we see um, into the future if you like that these people have uh, um, joined in with a, a, a hobby uh, and they they have all sorts of different directions that they can go off into and a, a key phrase that actually came from our, our club chairman during the the process of it evolving the uh, uh, you know the heritage um, acronym and the and the values that it contains was that you you join for the car, but you stay for the people, mm. and that's really powerful in the sense that it, it's the car that's the trigger. 
but what makes people hang around or go through ownership of different cars invariably it's the people that they meet and how they go on to enjoy that shared experience and i think coupling the the, the living brand uh, perspective with this very forward-looking very open and inclusive uh, approach to um uh, traveling further into the 21st century we've we've got something really exciting Absolutely, we've got a we've got challenges ahead. Um, you know, no one can deny the challenges we've got. But the great thing is, if you are a part of a club and you're with like-minded people and everyone's pulling together under a set of values, we can put together a really good team effort at dealing with those challenges and we'll succeed we have to work together to make sure that we can still use classic cars vehicles as as a as a leisure outlet but also to justify that leisure outlet by arguing our point that this is our very very important and crucial transport heritage that we're preserving yeah. here not just of the very dim and distant past but of constantly evolving transport um and in the same way that we cover listed buildings we should cover our transport and experience it how it should be experienced on the road and being enjoyed by enthusiasts like us that can share it with the general public as well and from there on we need a mission for the club and i understand kieran that this has resulted in a mission statement for the MG Car Club. It has definitely. I think that's one of our main passions in the young members, really, is to carry on the brand and to carry it into the future. And I said on the last podcast I did with you, Wayne, I'm into my aircraft. And the thing is with the aircraft, you look at some old, you know, submarine Spitfires and Concorde and the Vulcan and why they're not flying is, yes, down to finance. But another reason is because of the experience dying off. And this is something that we really don't want to happen going into the future. And like you said, just we want to carry that brand on into the next 50 years, into the next 50 years after that. And I think promoting this is more than important for not only the members, but also the club. I think it's something that, you know, we're all passionate about doing. And like you said, we'll do whatever it takes to keep the car on the road and, you know, our, our mission in especially the young members is to do just that, to keep them on the road and to encourage the next generation into it. So, yeah, I think really that's that that's the main mission for us and going into the future. That's what we um, that's what we continue to promote. The MG Car Club podcast. The MG Car Club, the mark of friendship to take advantage of our many membership benefits access to our centers and registers and to receive your copy of safety fast magazine join us now at mgcc.go.uk sharing your passion for mg on the mg car club podcast the mission statement is as follows and i'll read it for you now uh, sit back, grab your brew, and I'll take you through it. And it begins to say that together we seek to promote the interests of the members of the MG Car Club under the banner of the Mark of Friendship and to share the fun and enjoyment of the MG world with both those who already enjoy it and those who could. We foster the enjoyment of all aspects of experiencing the MG Mark by creating the widest range of opportunities to share friendship in local, national and international activities. We seek to capitalise on our unique heritage as we work to leave a positive legacy for future generations, operating under the ethos of the original Safety Fast slogan for the MG Car Club family. We aim to engage and delight the widest audience possible 
in an involving and positive way through motorsport, social events, technical support, education and heritage activities. In an increasingly challenging world, we aim to play a positive role in securing the future of classic motoring. The MG Car Club supports the contemporary MG brand and owners of their models. The continuing production of MG cars, of course, offers the MG Car Club an opportunity to contribute to the enjoyment of MGs through future generations and enjoy the constant renewal of ideas, opportunity, energy and enthusiasm. That, I think, is a cracking mission statement, and I think that just about says everything you need to know about this fantastic club and how much, if you're listening to this and you haven't joined us yet, how much you can expect to get out of it if you just take that leap of faith, throw yourself into it, and come and enjoy us under the banner of these values. And, John, I know that you have a, a great analogy to kind of sum all this up as well, a, a, a great music analogy, I think, isn't it? Yeah, thank you, Wayne. I one of the things that troubled me about this is that um, if you're coming at it from our point of view, it all makes complete sense. But I'm just putting myself in the position of somebody vaguely hears that the MG Car Club's got some uh, values statement and you know, what's all that about. So I, I've been puzzling with it. And being a, somebody that's always been very interested in music, believe it or not, Kieran, I actually was uh, had a rock and roll group when I was young. High <laughs> five, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> we need I, pictures, uh, John. We need pictures. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are all definitely X-rated. Um, the uh, And also then went on to play the violin. I got involved with orchestras, and I played in a lo local orchestra in Bedford for quite a while. And I, I go to quite a lot of uh, concerts, and um, it, we have very lucky in Bedford, we have the... Uh, the Philharmonia Orchestra come with very uh, international stars. One of my pleasures is to get as near as I can to the front row performance and watch the conductor because the conductor can make a huge difference to um, a thing. And it was that thought that started to grow my mind. And I'll just share it with you. You can scoff at it if you like, but it works for me and I hope it works for you. It's a way of looking at what we mean by values. Um, an orchestra plays music which is set down in a well-established code that any musician understands any musician playing any instrument can pick up a sheet of music from a large work like a symphony or something like that and they can play the notes but when you've got upwards of 100 people playing lots of different instruments the without a conductor it would be a complete shambles um, what makes the difference is the conductor who mostly sets the rhythm for the, which the whole piece is being played and plays down and brings out instruments that are playing too loudly or not loudly enough. And what you have when it's working uh, well is a, something that's, you know, a piece of work. It just comes across as a piece of work. But once the conductor's really making it work, it becomes a work of art and something extremely enjoyable. And here's the analogy. We'll, the MG Car Club's like an orchestra and the members are the players and the rules are the uh, sheet music. And yes, we can all read the rules and do whatever, but if you've got rhythm in, and timing in the, in the piece of work, then which are the values, then suddenly the whole thing comes alive. So I've written it down for my own benefit, which I'll read out to you. 
uh, what I was saying, this is a simple analogy to, that I'm proposing. Introduction of clear direction to bring meaning and life to all club members, whatever their contribution, with the idea of an orchestra in their mind. So I don't know if it works for you, but it certainly works for me. It helps me see that we, not where we've been going wrong in the past, but where we've been, when we thought we've got every basis covered with rules and we've got job titles and people doing this job and that job. But as Rob would be the first to tell you that it all comes down in the end to the friendships we make. And it's just a vehicle really to enjoy our cars with like, with like-minded people. And sometimes we all know that rules can get in the way. Values don't. We all live our, the people, everybody in the civilized world lives by values. It allows us to, you know, the, the important ones, truthfulness and kindness and things like that. If it, if the values are there, then people all get on and it's all okay. Where it goes wrong is where the values are disrespected and lost or don't exist in the first place. So I, this is why I believe that it is such a fundamental and important change that we're introducing. And not a change, it's an idea. Um, and I think if, if, if members buy into it, then I think it will make a huge difference to the way our club works, both on a members level and as a complete entity. I think it will make a, a huge change. And if I could just draw out one word, inclusive from heritage, it's the I, it is the one that strikes home with me because um, I've seen this working in all my years with the club and I've seen when it's not been working. Um, you get people say, oh, I went along to my natter and uh, for the first time I saw it in Sagey Fast and I was completely ignored and I shan't go there again. Then you get the other one where, the other natter where they actually have come to address this and they've got somebody who spots the new person turning up in a new car and makes a beeline for them and introduces them to everybody and suddenly they're a, a very active and proactive member of that natter. And it's just that change of mindset, isn't it, that you, you, you know, keep reminding yourself with your values why are we doing this what what this is all about why are we gathered in a field why are we going on this run it's because we love our cars we like being with people like-minded people and anything that we individually or groups can do to improve that uh, whatever whatever the situation then it's got to be it's got to be a good thing for the whole club and every member in it Absolutely. If the pandemic has taught us only one thing, it is that life is better together and life is even better if you enjoy it together. And I think, Rob, what's great about this set of values is there's a bit of bravery in it I'm detecting here in the sense that if you have someone who really doesn't believe that it should be an inclusive club or doesn't believe that we should basically be nice and respectful to each other, it's that bravery of saying perhaps it's not for you. Is that something that you have borne in mind throughout this? Uh, Wayne, yes. Uh, that is perceptive in the sense that um, if people feel that the uh, club values are really not for them or it, it's um, uh, – I, I find it quite difficult to believe, but if there are people who, who don't think it's a good idea to be inclusive – or if they feel that um, equality isn't what it's cracked up to be, you know, because perhaps they, they have a, a, a negative feeling towards a, a certain car model or, or chapter of the MG story, then, you know, 
maybe that's that that that's uh, uh, the writing on the wall. You know, we are overwhelmingly a warm, friendly, inclusive, um, very very um, respectful group of enthusiasts, and uh, and I, and I think us having club values that reflect that. It is uh, per- very, very healthy, very positive, uh, and gives us uh, gives us a rallying call for. And for me, it, all right thinking people would gather around those sort of values because, you know, it's what life is all about. You know, another thing that the pandemic uh, has taught us is that sadly life can be short, and if whilst we're here, let's make darn sure that we're enjoying it and trying to bring out the best in each other. Uh, whilst enjoying the thing that floats our boat and in this part of the uh, um, you know the world it's MGs and and there's lots and lots of good reasons why uh, MGs can uh, enrich lives Uh, but more than anything it's the friendships that they 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 generate Um, I'm you know my life is a lot lot more positive for the friends that I've made and it's you meet people from different backgrounds, different occupations, from different generations, and they all share a, a great interest in something, but they bring something different uh, to the party, you know, and um, progressively, as we all gather a few gray gray hairs, I know I am, you know, we, we can pass on some of that accumulated uh, knowledge and a bit of wisdom of, of life's rich pattern to the people who are coming through the club, and that just seems very, very healthy, and you know uh, uh, that is more than just cars uh, you know we 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 call it a car club but this is actually a club of people you know i've, I've never seen a, a car pay across its membership subscription you know, it, it's people who make that choice they make that choice to renew they make that if they if they feel that they're getting value then they will they will um uh get involved you know that that whole giving and getting thing of volunteering you know working alongside people on your hobby to make it better for the enjoyment of others i mean that that's just good good stuff and um so your point really wayne is if people think that you know the 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 values are uh, are not for them okay but they will be for an awful lot of people yeah well a cynic might be listening to this thinking this is all good uh, in theory but it can't possibly work in practice it can't possibly be that if you become more inclusive and collaborate more and work together that you can have more fun prove it well we have done not only just within the mg car club and within our own tight-knit family across the world but also as part of a wider network of classic car clubs and who would have thought it Uh, When you first joined the club, John, way back whenever it was, uh, who would have ever thought that the MG Car Club and the Triumph Clubs would have come together to work on a joint event and put on such an amazing show as all those clubs and their volunteers did? Because let's not forget this. These clubs are run by volunteers who give their time freely. They sacrifice valuable time with their own families to make this happen for all of us. And those volunteer teams came together and put together that amazing weekend we all had in Malvern in 2021. And as we record this, are going to have in Stafford this coming August in 2022. And it just goes to prove that even just 
you know, if we if we look after these values within the MG Car Club, within our own family, but even just as a bigger part of a wider community, the power and importantly, the fun we can have is just incredible. And we've already proved that, haven't we, John? Yep, that's that's absolutely right. I, it was the first question uh, I was asked, wasn't it, when I came into the arena to, uh, at the beginning of the, of the weekend, what did I think as president of the MG Car Club sharing a show with the Triumph Club? And it was completely unrehearsed. And I, my answer was, they're both great British brands and we've come together on a lovely sunny day in a lovely location. What's not to like? Absolutely. <laughs> Which I think sums it all up. What's but not to like? I can give you a local ex- example of this uh, that happened. Um, what, Kieran will appreciate this, that when the Z cars were becoming through the phase of new cars going down the slope, becoming bangers, and all sorts of people were just buying them as a cheap, fast banger, uh, they were just coming out of that. And I remember at council meeting, people were saying, you know, why are we starting a Z register? And I, I nearly lost it because I said, <laughs> I said um, you know, anything with an MG badge on is welcome in the MG car club. And they all looked at me a bit sort of cockeyed, but we started the Z register and it's now one of our most uh, successful registers. And I, when when we were going through this low part of the curve, curve, I suggested that we make a big play of getting as many Z cars to, whether they're members or not, to MG Live that year. We've got a dedicated parking space for them. And um, we seeded the, uh, um, the media and uh, all the platforms. And lo and behold, we had, they turned up in their droves. And I made it my my mission to go around at lunchtime when I knew family cars were probably going to have families in them, having probably a family picnic on the tarmac in the car park. And at least half the cars have got people there. And as I walked along the line, I said to them, each group, what do you think of MG Live? And what do you think of the of the club? And they looked at me and said, everyone has more or less the same answer. We had no idea you were so friendly. Uh, we'd have joined years ago and we didn't know we were going to be welcomed and doesn't that really that thought doesn't that really sum up what we're what we're talking about here that you know we all have a role to play doesn't matter what your job title is whether you're just a member or you're the president doesn't matter we all have a role to play where i mean i go to events social events with my wife and somebody says oh john's got an mg and then we start talking and they say oh i've only got an mgb immediately I say, what? You haven't got only an MG. You're lucky enough to have an MG. And they look quite, oh, but you've got an old interesting MG. I say, no, all MGs are interesting. Your car's as valid as any other car. And if you don't join the MG Car Club, I jolly well want to know why. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, I think, really what what you're driving at, isn't it? That, you know, the, the, the whole thing about this is that changing the perceptions, and if we do it through values, that's great but we all have a role to play uh, promoting these values actively, not just by talking about them, but by acting them out. And then other people hopefully will see our example and copy it because they'll see that it works. If you, if you extend the arm of friendship to most people, they will re- reciprocate. Um, as Rob says, there will be one or two that just don't want to know. Well, fine. Don't bother joining the car club. But, we are extending the arm of friendship to anybody with any car with an MG badge on it. And that's the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. 
I was at a car club show recently and there was a very flash fellow turned up in his Porsche GT3 RS uh, with a very loud exhaust and uh, a very posh looking car worth a fortune of course very fast but he unfortunately had the misfortune to park next to an absolutely immaculate white with red go faster stripes MG Metro and you can guess which had the bigger crowd throughout the length of the show. <laughs> Much to his embarrassment. <laughs> and it was great to see. And that's because nostalgia is everything, isn't it? And people are really pleased to see that someone's gone to such effort to preserve a car that, let's be honest, we all used to see on our street every day once, and now we don't see them and we miss them. And that's why all cars are welcome in the MG Car Club. And to use John's analysis of the orchestra that has played a fantastic and important gig we shall now put our arms round each other and go and buy each other a beer so we'll see you in the bar <laughs> thanks very much to rob constant for joining us and for giving us a whole detailed background on how these values came together thanks once again to john day the club president of course for giving us the history and the meaning behind these values and of course to you kieran reed for uh, representing the young members branch here and the future of course of the people who will be carrying these values forward into the future and into the coming years of the mg car club we'll be talking more about these on stage at mg live of course at silverstone and you can get copies of the values booklet through kimber house uh, and also all of our various club stands at all of the various shows and you'll also be seeing a lot of the examples of these uh, values playing out in the club uh, making their way as articles into safety fast magazine over the coming issues so for now uh, thank you to all for joining us on this podcast and that is it for the mg car club podcast for this week subscribe to receive new episodes of the mg car club podcast at mgpodcast.uk